Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming and joining us for this Surfing Sales uh, bonfire session slash webinar about the emotions of gift giving. And we are excited to have everybody here. Um, it's going to be a very intimate conversation today. So uh, we encourage all engagement. That means by all means, put questions in the chat, hit us up. We'll let you come off mute, ask questions, um, get to know Chris. If you don't know Chris, um, he's got a fascinating background story, which we'll get into as well. Um, and certainly want to give a thanks to our, our my, well, first of all, my close friend and uh, co-host and good friend, Scott Lease, um, who is presently traveling post surf and sales, which I fucking missed because of COVID. So uh, sorry, not sorry, I'm cursing. Uh, but Scott, good to see you, my man. Sorry. Yeah, you too. <clears throat> Next time. We got a couple more coming up in November. We do. We do. Um, want to thank our sponsors, obviously, which are, uh, our good friends at Sendoso. So Chris, thanks so much for, for coming on. Uh, we also have Scratchpad as a sponsor. We have Vidyard as a sponsor, and we also have, um, who's the other one? Oh, outreach.io. So thank you to all of our sponsors for making these things happen. That being said, first, let's you know go in and I'd love for folks to go into the chat and just tell us where you're dialing in from. Let us know. Um, more than happy to just give a little uh, shout out to all those places. Also, in the chat, I'm putting, um, well, I'm putting the landing page, but if you haven't, at the bottom of the landing page, right under the join us, uh, there's a, uh, a worksheet download of like, well, what am I going to learn from this? What am I going to take away? What am I going to do? And so we always want to encourage people to do that. So it's digitized so you can put stuff in. So Chris, give people sort of the, the quick version of your background and how you even got to Sendoso. Because it was kind of crazy, as I recall the story. Just let them know. Yeah, we'd love to give it, um, especially for uh, people that have a sales background. It's pretty inspirational, in my opinion. So uh, I spent the majority of my career, about 10 years in software sales, working for a variety of different tech companies. Uh, about six years ago, I uh, was working at a company called TalkDesk, and it was there where I found myself wanting to get more personal and wanting to kind of break through this kind of mundane, like spray and pray strategy that I had that. I had slash everyone was kind of uh, using. And so I found myself, you know, writing handwritten notes. I'd go grab swag from our swag closet after a conversation. I'd go online and find random gifts off of Amazon and really started to integrate that into my outreach and saw results. Uh, so continue to do it, um, but it was just manual and cumbersome. You know, trying to track links, trying to expense report. My VP of sales was like, why are you expensing your Amazon? And I was like, nah, they're gifts. Come on. Um, and so all that led me to believe like, hey, there. this is something that is a, a tactic and a strategy that salespeople around the world will want to adopt. And why isn't there a platform to make it easier and integrated and, and automated? And so that really led me to say, hey, I'm going to quit my job um, as an AE and start my job as a founder CEO. Um, I uh, did that and kind of the rest is history. We now have something like 700 employees. We've raised 160 million in funding. We've uh, just had our 3 millionth send um, and that makes uh, accounts for tens of thousands of, of users on our platform. So uh, quite, uh, quite the fun story in the last five years from just uh, you know my AE days. How big of an impact has some of the um, shipping and logistic challenges and all that stuff been in the last couple of years? 
Yeah, so I'd say uh, there's a mix of different ways to look at it. So one is there's uh, certain like delays in carriers, like the FedExes, you know, over holidays or uh, you know, things that are related to the carriers that have affected us from time to time. There was, um, you know, there was talks that they would even limit the amount of shipments you're allowed to make over the holiday season. That never actually happened, but we did have to prepare for that and prepare to find other regional shippers like on track and some of these smaller regional shippers than just the, the national and international folks. Um, and then there was the global supply chain, which as everyone saw like six months ago was a, a huge kind of got, grabbed huge media attention. That um, didn't hurt us too bad per se. Now we have uh, the, we have some flexibility in terms of where we can source from and we're not ordering like uh, a lot of cases like a million, you know, items in a, you know, a, sh a ship uh, shipping container and grabbing it from China and having to, you know, wait for our goods at a port. That's a little bit more focused on kind of e-commerce scale, but there is certain scenarios where we'd have to shift it who we, uh, who we sourced uh, certain items from just so that we could make sure our timelines match what our customer expectations were. Um, and so there was a little bit more work on our end, but not, um, not a huge, huge impact like uh, you saw in the press. But for a, sell for a seller, would I would I have to like? Sellers didn't even know. Sooner? For the for the most part, sellers didn't even know anything happened. They didn't there even know. Certain, there were certain like marketing uh, managers or VPs that are kind of uh, kind of doing some admin stuff behind the scenes that maybe we coached on what they should you know make available for their sales team. But for sales reps, there really wasn't uh, any impact uh, or sellers. There was no impact at the end of the day. Yeah, I got a I got an interesting question just because you brought right. up the the shipping thing and you can be agnostic as to which shipper um how what's it like working with the fedex ups sales guy right <laughs> like that guy must love you those people must love you as you know their client and and the reason i'm asking is you know you started at this level you grew to this level and i'm curious to for those who are who are salespeople looking to grow customers and things like that. Like anything about that experience that's unique, that stands out. And, and again, maybe at some point you turn this over to your COO, it's no longer your deal, right? But I'm curious to that as the from the buyer's point of view. Yeah, so I would say, you know, for, uh, for, for the, I would say the account manager at FedEx, we're actually more maybe of a pest than a, than a uh, awesome story for them. And that we are constantly going back to them being like, Hey, we spent another 10 million bucks last quarter on you guys, like give us better discounts. And so we're constantly beating them up for, for better shipping rates so that we can pass that along to our customers. So, um, you know, in that well, regard, don't you, think, don't you think any big customers doing that? Like anybody? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, guess like, that's I don't know the worst. And you know. the whole name, that's, uh, you know, I think a lot of the, you know, account managers at, at the, the carriers are, are used to clients like us that continue to drive volume, which for them is good. And, and then based on in, increased volume, we then beat them up on pricing so we can pass along further shipping discounts to our customers. Um, so that was, uh, for the most part, FedEx is our, our, our largest shipper um, domestically, and then DHL, and then there's some regional carriers in Europe that are also picking up traction for us. Talk about, um, let's talk about the emotion of the gift giving piece, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, at, at least for me, you know, I, I just, you know, this is my son's stack of bar mitzvah 
things, right? So, you know, from, you know, so he's had to write a ridiculous amount of thank you notes, right? Because that's where it all started for me. I don't know about the rest of people here, but parents and the thank you note stuff. Um, talk about that piece though, like as you're seeing it beyond the, which I, you tell me, people are like, oh, you're just trying to buy your way into my heart kind of thing, right? Like that's the, what I can see yeah. people think, but talk well, about that emotional piece and why that matters so much. For sure. So I see the emotional component uh, kind of two parts, one from the sender and one from the recipient. I think from the sender's perspective, you know, you're having to think, be a bit more thoughtful about what you're doing. And so you're spending a little bit of time researching who this recipient is, what would they like, what are they going to uh, be more responsive to? And so I think from that perspective, you're, you're kind of putting a little bit more effort into that relationship instead of, you know, in some cases, maybe as just a spray and pray email of, you know, eight years ago, you're kind of just like, this is just an email address and a, a first name and, and you're just going to go blast. And so I think with gifting, because there is a associated cost, you'll, you'll see sellers being a bit more cognizant on like making sure they put that extra effort in. And I think that emotional effort um, really connects them to that prospect teeny bit more because they say, Hey, Oh, I know you like, um, you know, I know you like surfing. Oh, I know you're in Orange County. I know you're in, you know, went to, you know, SF State University. And so some of that really builds an emotional connection to that prospect that you can um, kind of get behind more. Um, I was uh, one of our, in our weekly or, or every other week, all hands, we have some of our SDRs and A's and, and different folks at the company share stories of, of different wins. And one last week uh, was really interesting where one of our SDRs, had research to see that one of the sellers was actually, or one of our prospects was into, had a honey and had like a bee farm and, you know, was sending some, you know, emojis of honey in the email and then sent over this uh, ingredient uh, or this recipe on how to use honey with whiskey and make a little cocktail and sent over some whiskey along with that. And that just like totally drove a response and created this kind of personal connection. And in that case, the, the seller on our team, the SDR was like, you know, uh, in it to win it at that point and, and knew a little bit more about that prospect than, you know, a, a, maybe a, a seller who wasn't putting that much effort in. Scott, so done, wait, 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 hold no, on. Wait. No, no, no. Scott, no, no. have you done with honey and tequila? We got it oh. No, no, no. I've never done honey and tequila. If somebody has a honey tequila recipe that they swear by, I, I will try it. But that, that doesn't sound like the way to go. What I was, <laughs> what I was going to say, Richard, I'll be the counterpoint to Richard's emotional aspect. Because if somebody said to me, well, aren't you just trying to buy your way into a demo with me? I'd be like, yeah, I absolutely am. If somebody sends me a bottle of tequila, I will 100% take a demo with them. Uh, maybe I'm just shallow and a mercenary, but what? why is that bad? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like, uh, so I think it's just a part of, you know, uh, psychology where you're kind of, you're going to. Uh, give me something of value, I'll give you something of value. And in this case for you, Scott, it was the value is you listening on the other side to their, what they're, you know, what they want. And I think, I think in some cases, even uh, if the ask is, Hey, here's something to get your attention. I'm going to send you some tequila. You know, there's a scenario where they're, they're asking for something, Hey, jump on a call and learn about X, Y, Z. And maybe you don't need that. Maybe you already bought something similar, but at least you're going to spend those two minutes replying to that person who thoughtfully spent time. And so I think it's, you know, in, in some cases you're, you yeah. know, I might try it. to help them in some other way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, okay, so this is not a fit for me because I run a two person consultancy. Business. Exactly. Exactly. But 
you should talk to my friend Danny or Angel or Stu who run these other sales orgs, right? Yeah. yeah. Scott, do you do you make them do shots with you during the demo? And maybe you should I mean I wouldn't them. I wouldn't make them, but I would encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so that's on the sender side. And I think it's it's I think as you kind of mentioned too, Scott, on the recipient side, there's a bit of psychology around kind of reciprocity and hey, you you spent the effort to send me something, I'm going to spend the effort to reply. Um, and I think there's, uh, you know, an emotional attachment there. And then, you know, I think that right there, we're talking about mostly the SDR, AE kind of intro top of funnel scenario. If you think about using gifting throughout the entire funnel, there are scenarios where AEs are, you know, in a six month, nine month enterprise sales cycle. And so how are you really building that relationship over the 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 course of the time? And it, it it's not really like a, a bribery situation when, you know, you know that your prospect's having a birthday and you send them something or, hey, they just mentioned they, you know, got COVID and you, you send them over, a, you know, a DoorDash to grab some delivery soup or something. And so that's just more being a human. And I think that being a human is what, you know, people buy from people. People are, you know, not buying from a company. Um, and in, in an increasing competitive world where there's commoditized solutions and lots of lookalike companies, you know, the person that, uh, the recipient that has the best buying experience um, often yeah. will pick that. So I, I see it as that as well. And I think people over overemphasize gifting and sending super top of funnel, like, hey, if it's only bribery, bribery, but you know, moving down the funnel, it's a it's a technique to to build rapport on a you know a multi month relationship. Cool, Jared. I'm I'm asking you to come off mute if you can. Um, I know you put your question in the chat, but we want to drive engagement, right? Like this is about the personal connection. Yeah. Um, and so that we want to, you know, what what's your question? Jared. Well, well, I see his question in chat. Maybe he's driving or. Maybe he's, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm happy to, uh, oh, looks like he's going to oh, be We, we cannot yet. hear you, Jared, for oh. whatever reason. <laughs> well, while he figures that out, I see it in the chat. So uh, really keep kind of going back to what I was kind of getting started at before, but keeping uh, prospects engaged during the sales cycle. So I think as you think about your sales cycle, especially if it's a longer kind of mid-market or enterprise sales cycle, there's, you know, um, many months that you have to figure out what's that, what do you do in that many months? Instead of just like the checking in email, maybe you send over a, a printed collateral, a uh, little, uh, white paper uh, that they can read and it continues to build rapport. Maybe you're using that time to engage others in the buying committee and you're reaching out to others at the, at the company and, and um, you know, doing a little lunch and learn to drive more, you know, a, uh, executive buy-in from others at the company. You know, maybe you're, uh, you know, looking at life events where, like I mentioned before, if it's, uh, if this prospects having a birthday or, you know, it's a, you know, a Friday, just, hey, want to buy you lunch this Friday? Keep me posted on your XYZ meeting with your boss in two weeks to, to talk about our solution. And so I think it's just, you know, uh, a lot of times you can use gifting as a no ask ask scenario where you uh, and, and take place of that, you know, hey, just touch and base email or hey, just following up email, any updates, which you know, I think drives people crazy at times, but if you're instead saying, Hey, happy Friday, grab lunch on me, like keep me posted if I can, you know, do anything. And you know, the response rate to that's going to be much higher than the just following up. What, what about like 
with clothes lost, what about people who've said no and then you use some type of gift as a like, thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for checking yeah. it out. Keep me in mind in the future. For when, sure. When, when your decision goes south and the thing that you got instead breaks, here's a bottle of whiskey to drown your sorrows. <laughs> call me back. You know, some kind I of, some kind of we've, we've lost the deal for the time being. It's a no for now kind of situation. Yeah. I think it could be inserted into that part of the process. Can it not? thousand percent. And I think it, especially there's different no's there's no, not right now. And, you know, Hey, get back, you know, not, not right timing. Let's check in in three months. And so you want to make sure you kind of leave them with a takeaway and, and, you know, have a, a follow up there. There's, Hey, no loss to competitor. And you can have a little bit of fun there, you know, and some kind of gift that drives them back saying, Hey, I'll probably see you in three months when X, Y, Z doesn't work out for you. Or, you know, I think it's, you know, in the same way, you're kind of breaking up in a nice way, knowing that there's, it's a good chance that you're going to be talking to them again um, instead of, you know, what, what I see sometimes in sales, which is either you keep nagging them or you just go dark completely and you just say, ah, F them, I'll work another lead. But I think, yeah. you know, that person might switch companies in three months and now they're a customer or now they're another prospect and they're like, you know, so I think gifting in the breakup scenario is like a, a good way to kind of pay it forward and, and leave that reciprocity door open. Scott's going to send out a half bottle of tequila and say, I had to drown my sorrows with the. the <laughs> right, exactly. that's, act that's actually not bad. Pour half of it out, send it to somebody and say, I'm splitting this with you. Yeah. Get, on, get on camera with me and we'll finish it. Right. Exactly. That's funny. It's funny. I think the very first gift I did, um, similar sort of to Chris, I was, I was working at old school newspaper selling classified ads and this guy from UPS called to run a help wanted ad. And I'm like, oh my God, UPS, this is killing. And I found out he was a golfer. And so I sent him a, you know, a box of golf balls as a thank you. Uh, you know, you usually get four sleeves and I only put three in there. And I said, you can have the fourth one when we meet up on the first tee, right? And so, you know, and since the, the guy turned out to be a very good friend of mine, he lives here, he was in my wedding, like, you know, just like those things happen, right? It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's really I, I I, I think, you know, the, the best salespeople uh, make friends with their prospects um, and their customers too. I mean, I even went to a wedding of one of our customers like a year ago, and that was just, you know, multi years of being friends with a customer pays off. And, you know, uh, what do you do with your friends? You give them gifts at times and you, you know, you build personal relationships at times. So, uh, yeah. Do you, just out of curiosity, when vendors are selling to Sendoso, do they actually try to do they gift you guys or do they not oh, yeah. gift you guys? And, and will you ever buy from somebody who doesn't gift you? <laughs> well, what I, if someone gifts me and they, especially when they gift me through uh, Sendoso, I will like, you know, take my money. I'll, I'll answer whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want. Like as just kind of a, you know, a reaction to when people actually are smart and savvy about that. I think if somebody uh, sends me just cold email, um, you know, I'll typically say, uh, you know, give them, because I've been in sales, I'll typically give them a response at times, but um, gifting me definitely is the, the easiest way to get into my heart. 
but again, I'm, uh, I'd say for all the SDRs listening though, or AEs, you know, I'm a CEO at a, you know, 700 person company. So people that prospect into me at oftentimes and ask for meetings are, might be going up the wrong path in terms of their, uh, what they're trying to get. Uh, if they're selling a you know, marketing solution, I'm probably not the right buyer, but I do appreciate when, uh, and I've seen this multiple times before where the SDR, the AE is just keeping me in the loop um, and kind of, you know, sending me something saying, Hey, I'm talking to your, you know, your VP of uh, X, Y, Z just wanted to keep you in the loop. And I, I like that strategy That's when a you're good selling into yeah. this, when you're not selling to me, but you're telling me that you're selling to my colleague, um, especially if they're going to one day ask for money. I'm like, Oh yeah, I might, I might, I might reach out to you and tell you, Hey, here's, here's this, this gift you'd made a good hire and such and such. They're doing a great job right now. Yeah. And compliment that particular Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Stu, my man, haven't talked to you in a while, bud. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. We need to catch up offline anyway, but I I know we're actually really, really close to each other. I'm in Moraga right now. Oh, you're here. All right. So yeah, street. So um, kids went to school together, swim together. So anyway, Stu, I know you got a good question. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious. I love this idea. I think it's super. I mean, the the theme of this, but I'm curious branded versus unbranded in terms of gifts and and wondering kind of what works, right? Is it the kind of unique one-off? Like I was just thinking I was gifted this really cool bracelet, right? And it, you know, kind of unique, it's sentimental. It had a, there's a spiritual story to it, you know, things like that. Does that connect with people or is it always mugs and hats and t-shirts and things like that? Yeah, great question. So I think when I think about branded versus unbranded, I think about, you know, uh, what, where are you in the, or what's your use case? You know, if you're uh, super top of funnel trying to set a meeting for the first time and it's cold, you know, something branded might not resonate well, but something personalized might resonate better that's unbranded because, you know, they're, they're not, they don't have such a hard affinity to your brand quite yet. Um, but you know, when, when you become a customer and you want to send them a little customer welcome kit, that's a great time to, to get them, uh, some branded gear or when they're part of your community and they're actively engaging with other customers and you, you send them a mug, um, or, you know, I think employees is the obvious one where a lot of times branded stuff works because you're trying to build this, you know, army of employees advocates out there. But I, I think for, you know, um, our, you know, our best senders out there, they're savvy in sending a mix of branded and unbranded items. They're also sending digital gifts at times, like a DoorDash gift card just to give someone lunch, or they're using virtual experiences and they're kind of the, the, the gambit. And I think it's, uh, I think that's advantageous to using our platform in that you don't have to just send the same branded mug every time indefinitely you can get creative and we have a unique integration with Amazon where you can go find something from Amazon and then we uh, reship it out with uh, you know, a custom node and, and, and a custom packaging. So it looks like it came from you. Um, that worked really well. We saw some super creative customers through like March Madness, sending out different gear uh, based on people's you know, alma maters. And so you can, uh, you, know, you can have some fun with it and you know, hit people with branded at, at certain times of the funnel um, and unbranded at others. Yeah, that's one of the things Richard taught me was one of, he was talking about um, sending emails into, for example, Pittsburgh, and it was during um, a World Series, you know, 
situation there. And, you know, he was sending stuff like, you know, the email had a title about, you know, what was going on with the pirates or something like that. And, you know, we just blew up. Like we started doing these different, trying these different tactics at work. Yeah. And there's a couple of things like that. But one of the other things that, that Richard talks about that I think is good with, with gifting is kind of connecting and having an authenticity of what you're giving and why, right? Yeah. There's kind of, you're not just kind of checking the box, you're thinking about it, you're getting creative and you're putting something that means something to you. And when that person gets it, they feel it. Exactly. And I think that's where like the handwritten note going along with the, the gift, uh, you know, you have to be thoughtful about what you're writing there. And then you're also likely sandwiching that either before or after with another email or phone call or something else as a, as another means too. So it's, um, you know, it's not effective when you're just like, Hey, I'm just going to close my eyes, pray and pray and just send stuff out. (laughs) Um, I have a question though. I want to follow up on Stu from, you know, on the branded side. Yeah. If I'm sending something, do, am I better off branding it to me or do I make it with their logo? Like, hey, here's a cool, you know, luggage tag that I had made for you that has your company's logo on it. So something that they're like, oh, this person actually did think of me. And and Stu, I don't know which way you were asking in terms of the brand. Was it like me branding my own stuff and sending them a cop, you know, something? Or that's it- what I was thinking. Yeah, brand. Yeah, but that's interesting. I hadn't thought about the other side. Yeah, of that. I mean, we do see the reverse. Like we see, see people sending out like cupcakes with the with the with the, the recipient's company's logo on it, or we've seen scenarios where people send out bobbleheads with the recipient's picture on the bobblehead. And so there is, you know, there's like you said, there's multiple ways that you can personalize, whether it's personalized to the recipient's company, to the recipient's personal interests, to your the sender's company, to the, you know, to the product service value proposition too. You might, you know, uh, want to send something that relates to what you're selling. Um, you know, is it security? Is it, you know, social media related? Is it gifting? You name it, you could connect the item. So I think there's probably, you know, five or six different ways that you can think about how to personalize. We, uh, going back to the, uh, uh, the world series and like, uh, the March madness, we actually had some, uh, some fun with uh, some of our SDRs were sending out saying, Hey, I I bet you, if your team wins, I'll send you this, this, you know, uh, you know, Kansas state X, Y, Z item. But if they lose, you take a meeting. <laughs> that was a really fun uh, program that we ran for a like bit. gambling as prospecting basically. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's a little bit more just like the human side of things, because if you're really drawn into March madness, you're like, of course I want my team to win. And if they win, I get some cool little, you know, gear, but if not, I'll, you know, have some fun. I think humans at the end of the day want to have fun with their day and, you know, gets you out of the monotonous, just email inbox. So that's great. That's great. Uh, Jeff, I know you have a question. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. It's more from, um, my selfish, um, user experience from that standpoint, trying to understand, not knowing really, um, uh, anything about Sendoso, the platform, what the, uh, in sales reps experiences and what the, uh, recipients experiences, but I'll tell you just from my own personal um, perspective, we this this is part of our normal sales cadence at Oracle, and um, and we're actually mandated to uh, incorporate X number of outbound gifts per month, and uh, our specific tool is extremely painful to use, and 
Um, so I'm, my first question is, what kind of platforms do you integrate with um, from an outbound sales standpoint? So how do you make that experience from the rep standpoint as frictionless as possible? Secondly is what is the experience um, from the end user's perspective and how does that information translate back to the sales rep? Because one of my biggest pet peeves around executing on this is that I don't know that they received it. I don't know that I chose the right, you know, item, tchotchke, whatever in the first place. And, um, you know, I, I don't have any analytics around what that engagement is and the value of that engagement other than being able to get a response back to an email. Hey, did you enjoy that gift I sent? Or them actually picking up the phone and having that conversation, which isn't necessarily uh, the, the, the normal course of how the, the you know, gifting process plays out in our world. Yeah. So I know it's pretty loaded, but. Uh, no, there's a couple of different ways that I can take that. That was a great question. So uh, from the first part in terms of the, the, the seller's experience, so we integrate with, you know, outreach and sales loft and groove, and uh, we integrate uh, with CRMs, Salesforce, HubSpot, um, I, um, I'll, I'll double check on if we can, uh, integrate with Oracle sales cloud. Is that what you're using? No, for? net, net suite is, uh, okay. yeah. Um, we, uh, and then, you know, the marketing automation tools too, like, uh, Eloqua and, um, Marketo, et cetera. But, um, we also have a standalone, um, Chrome extension. So you can send where, wherever you are and on the web. Um, we also have a, a standalone site. Um, but get, most of the time, users are sending from within one of those uh, sales engagement platforms or CRMs because that's where they're living. And so they're in those tools. They, they find the prospect, they click send, pops up, you know, and uh, what they want to select, send, or uh, what note they want to write to include with it. Um, and we try to keep that seamless within the same experience. And the, just for the salesman standpoint, are they just shooting them a link with a catalog and then the customer or the recipient is getting to shop for something that makes sense to them? Or is the rep actually having to, um, you know, throw his finger in the wind and say, do they want socks or golf balls? It, so it, it can be both. I think there's a scenario where you want the surprise and delight component and you want that box to appear on the person's desk without them knowing. And, th and that could be part of the use case that you, you want to, and the experience that you're trying to deliver. There could be an experience where you want to ask them their address to confirm before you send it because you're unsure of their address or they're working from home. Uh, there could be a scenario where you want to give them the option to choose and, and swap something out like, uh, or give them the option of a couple different gift cards and, and swap and, and pick what they want. Um, and so there's, uh, you know, kind of a myriad of different ways that you can position that based on either the use case yourself. Maybe there's one prospect that you know likes playing golf because you, you you talk to them or based on our, uh, you know, features in our platform, we can say, hey, we, we, we think this person plays golf based on social media data. And so you might be better off just being, you know, more personal and saying, hey, you, you know, so, so you liked golf, here's some golf balls. Um, or you might not have enough intel on that prospect to where you're like, hey, I'd rather not be specific and I'd rather just give them the flexibility um, or be more generic in it and say, hey, here's a, you know, a, a Starbucks or DoorDash or Panera Bread kind of pick your coffee card kind of option too. So I'd say it's, I think the, the I'd answer it with flexibility of the sender, which I think is 
helpful so that you can um, treat each you know, prospect more uniquely than just having to blanket everyone the same. Um, and then to your, to your other points, you know, uh, we're going to automatically sync recipients into like campaigns in your CRM or marketing automation tools so we can track back the efficacy, or at least marketing can be happy at the end of the day that sales is clicking and sending and they'll cover the costs. Uh, but for you, as I said, you'll get, you know, an email notification or a notification in your, your CRM when it's delivered or if there's an e-gift that's clicked on. Um, there's also uh, other customers that will put... Uh, QR codes or uh, short links on, you know, uh, maybe a printed collateral piece in the gift to drive engagement, additional engagement that way, knowing that somebody, you know, scanned a QR code when the box was received too. Jeff, Jeff, what time are you available to this afternoon for a sales call? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get you on demo. Wait, I want to ask Jeff a question. What, since they're tracking gifts sent as a KPI, like what is the expectation there around how many you send per month? 20. Basically one, one a day. And then what do they expect the conversion to be in terms of number of meetings that that, you know, gets you and then deals that that nets you out? Do you know? Um, I, I think it's about, um, you know, 20 to 30% is the, the expectation, um, you know, and when that does actually drive you know the the engagement the conversation and the connection uh the close rate is extremely high so we're experiencing i think a greater than 60 percent close rate once that um initial outbound outreach engagement um is successful okay now let me throw that back to chris are those numbers atypical or pretty typical of of what you see um, I'd say uh, they're relatively typical. I mean, again, we have the gambit of numbers depending on the use case, but um, you know, I think the, the the volume that you're sending, and I assume you're uh, you're on the account executive side, right? You're a, a yeah. closed quota carrying, uh, yeah. So I think that makes perfect sense. I'd say for certain uh, for certain AEs um, where you're using uh, gifting like post demo where you're using it to build rapport. Um, there's more of a buy-in from executives where you're not looking for a certain conversion metric. You, you just know that this works and it's gonna build better rapport. And so you're bought into the general strategy. Um, and then you know, you're ultimately trying to figure out how do you execute more on this strategy? How do you automate this strategy? How do you uh, make it easier uh, for uh, reps to send, et cetera? Yeah, you know, in my mind, you know, I'm just like, envisioning kind of the perfect world for me, selfishly, personally, you know, it's on getting that initial connection that, you know, they downloaded a white paper or whatever. There's definitely some sort of interest there, but they're not replying to the emails. They're not, you know, responding to in-mail or phone calls. And, you know, if I am on that side and I'm getting a barrage because I've been out there researching accounting software and downloading you know, 17 million different white papers. I've got all these reps now calling me because I did that. And I want, I want something to stand out. And so me as a buyer on the buyer side, what I would love is to be able to get an email from this guy, Jeff, over at NetSuite. And it's just got a link saying, hey, I know I've been trying to get all, you know, you, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I've been trying to get a hold of you. And, you know, I would like to 
let's just call call it what it is. I'd, I'd like to make an impression on you. So, hey, click on this link and um, select an item from our catalog that I've um, that I've prepared for you. And it sends them to a landing page and they whether it's, you know, socks or golf balls or, you know, visors or, um, you know, what have you, they can actually go through and and buy the item or select the item, not buy it, but select the item that they're most excited. Oh, wow, I can buy, I can get some, you know, chocolate chip cookies, whatever. Um, and, and that would resonate with me if I'm in their shoes, trying to sift through all of these suppliers that are just hitting me up left and right. I love it. You are speaking my language um, and you're, you're hired if you want to work at Sendoso. So <laughs> you Jeff, are, uh... well done, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, thanks for being our additional panelists. I do have a question for you though, Jeff, because I, I wonder if people are curious is if, if you're allowed to say like, what is your average deal size? What's your average sales cycle? Like where, where do you think the gifting helps the most? Because if people are in similar situations that, you know, they get to hear it from someone who's actually trying to do this. And I think that's a big piece of what we're doing with this community. You know, for for me, at least on the outbound, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a, a startup, mid-market, or, uh, you know, what we call corporate deals that are all the way up and, uh, you know, about a half a billion in revenue. Um, it's all about trying to get the attention of the individual that you need to talk to, that you need to um, connect with. Um, of course, there's applicability, as you said, in, in building rapport, and that works and it's wonderful. And or trying to, like for us, predictability on the actual date of close is really super important and being able to dial that in exactly. So using it as a closing event item, DoorDash, what have you, let's let's do a brunch or a, a coffee um, meeting and you, know, you, you provide them with that gift as a way to facilitate that specific closing, um, closing date. But are, you, really, are you trying to, you or your team try to send them to get the first meeting after, or you know, after the first meeting, after the demo, or is it kind of like what we've been talking about? Well, it really just depends on where I am and who that person is and how big. Yes, it really does just depend on what the use case is and the business case. But also that greater than greater than eight percent, I would say probably closer to ninety percent is trying to make that initial connect um, with the person that isn't answering, returning phone calls or emails. So, so you're using it though after you've made some regular attempts. Yes. Okay. So it's not your first attempt. That was kind of that. That to me right. is that to me is interesting because it's just like where in the flow is it? That's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'd, be, I'd be curious to see what would happen to your percentages if you took twenty of them and and sent it as the very first thing before the first meeting. Um, but maybe that feels weird. Maybe that feels. You know, the, the challenge, I've done that as well. And really the challenge with that is making sure that you have A, the right person, B, they still work there, C, the right location. Um, and, you know, really narrowing it down to who that individual is and validating that they're, they're still an employee and the, the proper person you should be engaging with. That's really we, cool. We, we, go ahead, Chris. 
I was going to say you did bring up a good point, though, Richard, in terms of like depending on the ACV and and you know uh, depending on your, your persona, you, you'd want to craft uh, maybe a different gift option, uh, especially if you know some of your companies selling into you know micro SMB transactional deals versus some you know another group of the companies selling into six figure deals. Um, you know, you can decide on different gifts to send to different people. Based yeah. On like, like me, you know what um, I'm, I'm selling into corporate, you know, long sales cycles, typically tr- really difficult to get the attention of the CFO or the CEO. That's a key stakeholder. So to be able to not offer tchotchkes and be able to offer, you know, Hey, select, you like rum, whiskey, or tequila or wine you know, this is on me, um, just trying to connect with you would be, I think I would have, if I could do that, I think that money spent, whether it's 25 or $50 would be a huge um, return on investment. I was going to say for the, for the smaller startups and the younger generation, you should just say, you know, which house are you and send them something from uh, where they can choose, you know, whether they're Gryffindor or something from, from Harry Potter, right. They can choose their own. So I want, I want to know about gifting gone wrong. We're talking about all of the good stories and all. I, I want to hear like one or two stories that, you know, Chris, where like it went spectacularly wrong. Yeah. Good question there. I think we, uh, I mean, for us gone wrong is more of like uh, maybe customers who have uh, maybe the wrong expectation setting and it's maybe a little bit more pre delivery for, for some of the gifting gone wrong. Like uh, a few years ago, a customer, when we had our warehouse in Las Vegas, which was this one warehouse was not um, uh, kind of set up for, for food, uh, sent us some bunch of chocolate bars and they all were completely melted in Vegas summertime. And so that was kind of a, a fail. I mean, we caught it before cause they sat in the warehouse for like a day and then were completely trashed. Um, but it was companies that wanted, you know, had some custom chocolate bars made and didn't realize that, that the facility that we were sending out of, we do have other facilities that handle that better or, or partners that handle shipping, you know, uh, perishables, but that was a fail. There was also somebody who sent us, uh, who we uh, sent us a bunch of barbecues to ship out. And that was just like extremely awkward. And we ended up not uh, sending them out um, based on like the, the size of having that being delivered. But um, I think there's, you know, we, uh, we oftentimes try to prevent fails, I guess you could say, because we do have kind of a, a quality assurance layer kind of goes to, to Stu's question there, which is like making sure that, you know, maybe that we provide a little bit of insight. Um, and so I think there's uh, our, what we call send curators will kind of give you a, a bit of a, quality assurance look over when you're thinking about what you want to gift and send out or pull from our curated marketplace of, of things that are kind of good quality, good SLAs, et cetera. So you don't have a fail, which I think is uh, key. Um, do you know, I, do you know of stories where, where like, even for your team, you guys tried to gift to get somebody and that company turned around and was like, you know, F you, Chris, like, you know, or your, I hate um, your tactic or, or do people, are people nice? Like, are you getting, is it, you know, there's so many, as Scott likes to call them nasty grams, right? Or are you guys getting nasty grams? I, I mean, I think the nature of our business is, is kind of the opposite of getting nasty grams. I think there's, you know, there might be a, a sensitivity gram where it's like, Hey, like 
thanks for the bottle of wine I don't drink, but I gave it away to my colleague who does. Um, so maybe, you know, they could have been like, fuck you, I don't drink, you know, I broke the bottle of wine on the ground. But for the most part, there's a, a thoughtful note associated with the gift and a bit of effort. Um, although maybe we should be sending out like glitter bombs and stuff and going for that nasty gram as a way to differentiate, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that would get so that would get somebody's attention, right? <clears throat> for sure. It would, it would get attention. Um, I know we're getting close to the end. I just want to see if anybody has any more questions um, for Chris or you know, maybe even Jeff, since he's uh, our, our unexpected panelist. Power but... use the power user. Yeah, I do yeah. like the, uh, the the send fails, though. I'm, I feel like I should create a blog post and, and do some research from our customer success team to see what that stuff hasn't worked. That oh, dude, fun. I think it would be probably one of the one of the greatest things that people would love to read to know that yeah. Yeah. one because it's funny, but two is like, hey, life doesn't always work the way. Yeah, exactly. And we should own that, right? I think that's that's really good. Um, so, Chris, you know, we always sort of turn this over. You've been on the podcast before. See if yeah. there's questions you want to ask Scott and I and or the audience. Maybe it's a chance for you to, to ask them their opinions of things. Um, so I'll give you a second to do that while I give a, a shout out to the sponsors, obviously, Chris and the Sendoso crew um, for sponsoring Surf and Sales. Uh, we've got some cool swag going out to some of our attendees. They don't even know yet in some cases. Kelsey, you're here. You'll get something soon. Um, as well as to Scratchpad, Outreach.io, um, and to Vidyard for sponsoring all the, the things that we do. We really, really appreciate it. So um, with that being said, Chris, any question you might have for us or the, the group that's here? Yeah, I, I think two things off my head. One is I know we're, you're fresh off, Scott, a recent surf and sales last week. Curious if there was any thought-provoking topics or interesting insights that came out of that kind of uh, surf and sales session uh, this last week. Well, certainly everybody's a little bit nervous about the market right now and moving roles and contracting and terminations and all that kind of stuff. So that was definitely on, on people's mind. Um, there was a lot of leadership at the last hmm. uh, surf and sales event. So there's a lot of people interested in like, how do you build and, and scale up a, a sales organization from scratch? So there was a lot of that kind of, kind of conversation and, and a lot of recruiting conversations and tactics as well. Hmm. Um, and there was a little bit of conversation around gifting in the recruiting process, even. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, if that's legal or not or what, what the rules are, but uh, a lot of people had some interesting ideas around that. So, you know, this topic is certainly on people's yeah. hearts and minds as everybody is just fighting to cut through the noise and get, a, get somebody's attention. And you used a key phrase earlier, which was, you know, make it a memorable buying experience. And I think the buying experience is pretty miserable at a lot of a lot of uh, companies and a lot of products. People get passed over from one person to the next. I can't figure out the pricing. I just want a demo. I got to talk to four people before I get a demo. It takes five days. Nobody calls me back. And you know, so so you speaking to how this enriches and enhances the buying process, I think is is super valuable. Love it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me on. This was uh, this is awesome as always, and uh, yeah, I need I to get to out add one thing live to, sessions. Want to add one thing to Scott's comment sure. about you know the recruiting process? It's very interesting. Lots of companies, when you show up on day one, you get your swag pack, mm -hmm. right? 
um, and in the previous market in the last 12 to 18 months, right? Like I think now we're going through something different where, and it'll be curious to see if the talent pool in sales, even as people are getting laid off, is the talent pool going to be deep enough to fill all the positions? Like it's going to be an interesting reset. Um, yeah. But it does make you wonder, like if you sent the swag ahead of time, would more people would lean towards taking the job? Granted, I'm not going to go work somewhere just because I got a cool sweatshirt or a water bottle, but it certainly puts you on the, you know, it's it certainly puts you on the short list. So it'd be very interesting. For sure. We have, I mean, we have a, a lot of recruiting teams and HR teams that are using Sendoso, including our own, but um, it's a, a, a popular new kind of use case for us. Um, I mean, last year it was unbelievably popular as well. Uh, given Just out of curiosity, do you, can you even share if you used it in the recruiting process for people who are thinking about it? Wow. You know what? When we sent stuff ahead of time, we actually closed more people. You know, like, do you do you have data around that? I'm just curious. That, um, which, by the way, would also be a very. I believe we do have data. Story. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but we do track uh, sending and candidate closes rates, and we could tie those two together pretty easily. And we use it throughout the process. So even like on a first call screen, we might send a, a Starbucks gift card the morning of to remind them to show up kind of as you would think about as like a, a, a SDR trying to get a demo to show up, you know? Right. And so there's similar uh, crossover tactics that you would use or thanking people for the first interview, if they're a strong candidate um, and we know there's going to be a month long interview process to, you know, send them things throughout that process. So um, and now you're, we could go on and on and on, but I know we got, we could do a whole episode on recruiting talent. Uh, I was going to say you can actually, we didn't even talk about it. Is there a sequence or cadence of gifting, right? So for that first meeting, whether it's HR or sales, yeah, you send the, the Starbucks gift card to remind them for the show up rate, right? Yeah. And then maybe after, if they take the demo, you know, you send them something else. And then, you know, you sort of have a sequence and cadence of yeah. which is- we've, been, we've seen some sequences of gifts that actually go along. So there's one of our customers, when you became a customer, they sent you a watering can, this these uh, seeds of flowers and this, and then like three months later, they send you a, a, this other piece of uh, some uh, like these shears to cut down your flowers. And then there's a couple other things. So it's like a multi-month gift. It's like three months, which I found was pretty interesting um as a you know three different gifts one each a month kind of thing that's really cool that, that's what a great cool. yeah I, i'm glad we sort of brought that up at the end i had yeah. about that because i'm i don't run a sales team so i'm, I'm sort of on the outside <laughs> looking at this stuff and, um, but thank you again chris and and thank you to sendoso and to outreach and to vidyard and scratchpad and jeff thanks for for coming in and bringing in some some fresh ideas and content man we appreciate it so uh for those who don't know we have another two surf and sales events coming up in november uh be sure to check them out at surfandsales.com um we will be doing another one of these uh, uh in the month of june which is a killer one Chris, we didn't even get into this one where it's a conversation about building a sales team with no commissions, paying a much higher base salary, no commission, uh, right? Like a different concept. And, and the person we have coming on board is, has implemented it and done both sides of it. So it's going to be a fun one to, to talk to you um, and talk about. So anyway, we'd love to see you at that one as well. And uh, thank you all so much. We appreciate it. See you, everybody. Hey, everybody.